Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly chat where we talk about grandiose subject matter and really just probably think far too much of our own opinions. Um, my name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week we are going to do a bit of a, like, what can we offer? What can we offer this week? We're going to do a little bit of a COVID-19 survival guide using some of the things we know about. So I'm thinking, like, when I was in Berlin, I spent a lot of time on my own sort of semi-lockdown in a way just because I didn't really know anyone. And, and I sort of got to the end of all the good TV and, like, realised I had to look for more stuff. So I sort of discovered the world of streaming and things like that. Um, also, like, I've done a lot of working remotely in my time. So I think I've got some good insights on that and I've also like assembled a master list of TV and things to watch as well and we're just going to talk about like you know the the sort of ethics of you know suddenly in-person services going away how do we sort of address that and I am going to talk about I'm going to talk about uh, a few ideas of things you can do with small children when you can't take them out very much um, how to survive uh, a bit of family time together but yeah both Michael and I have worked in fact we've never recorded we've only recorded this podcast in person twice so mm. you know we're yeah. we're people that are comfortable on on tinternet <laughs> so we are digital Ivanka, how is your How's it going? How's it going? Since last week a lot seems to have changed. Well, we've... Uh, uh, certainly in London anyway. I think yeah. it is quite different being in Croatia versus being in England. We were mm. going to be back for April. We are now not going to be back for April. Mm. Uh, so uh, we are... There is, a, there is a big difference here. Here there's a sort of karma. The government is... Contr- is in control. They say what you're going to do, people do it, sort of a mood. There is far mm. fewer cases than the UK does. Whereas the UK, especially looking from the outside and responses from my family, it's a bit more, you know, there are times when the people in charge need to take charge and they don't seem to be taking charge. And from mm. all the data we're seeing, actually there is, the only way to limit this virus is for is for people not to see each other. That's it. Um, and you know whilst whilst it's like you know well we're not going to close the pubs are we whatever we're not going to close them but don't go out uh, leaves a lot of small businesses that we depend on for our living very much in question so we've yes. also had that the only fortunate thing really um, for for us as a family was that I've been I was sort of I've been like we've been working towards Brexit being bad for a while mm, yeah so isn't it like of, there's been there's an element of resilience within our business and our finances however there's a difference between expecting business to slowly dwindle and for it to disappear overnight so which is exactly what basically has happened this week so that's um, a really interesting angle on it like i mean maybe brexit was useful for us in, in a way just to get us into panic mode slightly ahead of time but oh, but i think isn't it a weird but i think world. all this like panic buying that's happening in the uk like it's not it's, it's not hap- well there is an element of it here, certainly not on this island, because 
there's not enough people to panic buy. We could probably all go to the shops at the same time <laughs> and still maintain okay. social distancing. <laughs> However, uh, there, there is some, but one of the things that's happening when you listen to the news reports here, it's like we are maintaining all, um, all supply routes are being maintained. We've got agreements with neighbouring countries. X number of lorries have passed through our country to get to other people's countries. Food is moving. It's not a shortage of food. Um, there's, you know, so there's this kind of like, uh, I think a, a calmness to the way the messages, you know, here we hear from the epidemiologist and we hear from the, for the sort of head of public health in the more, you know, like on the, on the news reports. Uh, but we have moved here now to only food shops and pharmacies being open. Schools are absolutely closed for the next 30 days. We're not in that Italy, Italy, France thing where you cannot leave the house right. more than twice a day and only on your own and la la la. So we're still, uh, able to go about our business but well about our business is a strong word um, but we if you go to shop only I think it's uh, you know you have to queue a meter apart uh, no more than mm-hmm. no more than five people may gather at any time and even then they're encouraged to keep a social distance blah, blah, blah. so it's um uh but I you know I just mm. feel for us here there's been this it's sort of been arriving calmly mm. so it just feels like an obvious next step I, it's uh, it's interesting, yeah. Like the um, certainly here, because I think we're just gonna. I don't think there's a no. separation between no, no, how's no, your no, life yeah. going and, and the subject this week so much, is there? But um, I, yeah, this like, you know, I I've been like, come on, we'll be alright. Let's let's not um, let's not like panic too much about this. But like, just as soon as it inconvenienced me. Suddenly, that's when I get empathy, and I'm ashamed of myself in a way. But like, this is one of the reasons I put the little caveat on the front of last week's episode. I don't know if you listened back to that, but I did put a little intro that was like, uh, I don't know how well this is going to age, but I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave my uh, sort of maybe slightly blasé comments in. Um, but like, also, I don't want to downplay people's feelings about this. I know I also I want to do that. You know, did you see the Australian? Uh, what is it, Prime Minister going, for this hoarding, this bulk buying, stop it. Just stop it. It's why you don't do this. I'm a sh- I'm really disappointed in you kind of attitude. It's like, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel about all that aspect, obviously, still. But, you know, having, you know, I planned a week off this week and my only plan for this week was, uh, like, go to the gym every day instead of just, like, three days. And then, like, yeah, Monday night announced that, that my gym's closed. And it's like, well, that's the only thing that I wanted to do this week. And now, you know, it sort of makes you feel that sort of sense of inconvenience and, like, Ugh. and I, obviously I, like, I, I, I sort of check it pretty quickly. But, like, you know, we, we're, we're pretty sensitive to the smallest inconveniences and suddenly we're sort of hit with these sort of major changes. I think I'm very lucky to not, you know, I'm already working remotely. Everything I do is digital anyway. Like, um, I'm not doing some in-person service. Um, so I'm trying to, like, check my privilege on all this and 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 hope that it doesn't affect me too much beyond the toilet paper shortage and, uh, and like, um, you know, the, the, the sort of in-person... Yeah, you know, I sort of thought, well, I'd better get a haircut in quickly before uh, that place uh, sort of shuts down for the foreseeable future, things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what okay. I'm saying, really. Um, I sort of feel like I was already behaving in a kind of remote way already. So 
it's not too bad. And Sharon's now working from home as well. So sort of like I, I saw somebody online the other day go, um, now that the if you're working from home for the first time with your uh, your partner, you should invent a third person that you can blame for. Oh, Cheryl hasn't taken the put washed her teacup up, and uh, so Cheryl doesn't seem to have wiped the the, <laughs> the work surface. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think I mean again, Nick and I were used to working together. I think on the subject though of checking your privilege and. Um, I think, you know, we've spoken about change, our attitudes to change, our attitudes to death, our attitudes to all these things that are sudden and shocking. And I feel like I've had enough practice of these things to recognise some of the symptoms in myself. Like Tuesday, my legs were really yeah. wobbly physically. I felt really like the... Like the uh the the world had been taken out from under me this you know like i don't i don't think um that the world is going to be the same again no no and i think that's you know that's quite a thing to come to terms with like mm. w whatever happens after this i really am optimistic that some good will come of this but yes, whatever happens I, it's not going to be the same it's not going to be the same i i, I just I mean, just as an example of the flaws of conservative thinking, the flaws of that sort of like meritocracy, capitalism thinking, it couldn't be more like clear now. Like the stuff we've been yeah. saying about inequality and like, you know, this whole like where does the wealth go, um, conservative thinking that it's personal responsibility. There could not be a less personal responsibility thing no. to happen. There could not be a better example of problems that come can that we shouldn't blame the individual for the problems yeah. and yeah, like yeah, this yeah. there couldn't be a clearer clearer example of this happening no, no, no. so i i hope that it will make people a you know on on one level see that this maybe have another think about whether they're they think uh sort of like everyone for themselves is the right way to think about yeah. politics and electing people um on the other hand i i can just see like boris like for want of a less gross way of putting it just creaming himself over this over the winston churchill opportunity that it gives him to sort of preside over one of the greatest crises like that has faced us for a long time and on one hand i'm like oh god we've got this guy but on the other hand i think he's gonna have to like rise to it like i think you're forced to rise to the challenge sometimes and you know it's sometimes it's just whoever happens to be there has to rise to the challenge so maybe he'll Maybe he'll do it. Maybe he'll get his dream. I, I'm very glad there's a Labour government's not presiding presiding over this. Why? Because I don't think they should. Because a lot of the effects, a lot of the worst hit, will be hit because of ten years of austerity. There is no resilience left in the the poorer, the the less well off layer of mm. society. You know, there's there's some businesses are behaving really responsibly some are just getting rid of people um, you yeah. know we've got examples in brighton of some restaurants turning their waiting staff into delivery drivers so they can still deliver food and keep a job and then you've got mm. some that are just like laters and so yeah. um you know and it's kind of so there's that 
there's that element. There is a we're listening here to the sort of government epidemiologist. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Because I've been struggling mm. to say it out loud yeah, all so week. But he um, he was saying a co- two or three weeks ago, maybe in one of his announcements was we're doing what we can, but we're balancing our economy against measures because poverty is an epidemic. Like we don't want the yeah. next epidemic to be poverty. Is what that well, was from? If it a, wasn't a, already. A med- an epidemic. I mean, this is in Croatia, not in England. Like, so oh, right, right, right. So right, he right. he yeah. used the word as a medical man. He was saying, um, you know, he was using poverty as an epidemic uh, in a sentence to say, look, mm. we've got to try and keep yeah. things moving if we can. I mean, they've gone more and more strict on their measures, and Croatia's only got at the moment a hundred odd cases, but that is a population of four million, so. I don't know. Nobody seems to be reporting on proportions. They are reporting on figures, which I'm not sure mm. is. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I think I well, think that's why I'm glad a Labour government's not precise. However, right. so they don't get blamed. So they get blamed. However, it, right. I think a Labour government would move more quickly to going right. Everyone have some money. Let's have some, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the value the values would be more compatible yeah. with the problem that needs to yeah, be solved. Yeah. But at least like conservatives are going to have to. You, you hope they're going to have to look at them. Well, you in know, America, values. I know we, we. This is about you know. The, the, this is not the universal basic well, income episode, but American Senate was. I think they the, the House Finance Committee has debated universal basic income of two thousand dollars per person while this situation lasts. The fact right. that it's even being debated yeah. is. Yeah. A made like a very conservative American government, which are like the yeah. ultimate libertarians, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. are even contemplating that giving all you know, giving all of us some money so that we can keep moving. Because I, something like this needs like that's what, and that's kind of what I'm waiting for in terms of the sort of ethical concerns of like, oh, I, like I, I mean, for me, it's more like, okay, my gym has shut down. Can I? But it's really expensive. And now I'm not getting that in-person service. And I'm sort of on this, like, well, what do I do? Like, I, 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 want, I don't want to pay for this, but I also don't want them, as you sort of ask, you know, do you want them still to be there after this? Of course I do. Like, they're really sort of like, it's in a really kind of important part of my routine and my life. And I do not want them to go away. Um, but it's just like, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow to like, okay, so who's, who's, uh, and I'm sort of waiting for that announcement. I'm waiting for Boris to come through with like, okay, what are we going to do about this? How, what are you going to do for those people that yeah. just happen to run in like in-person services, services or yeah. stuff that you need a lot of people in a, in a space for it to be a thing? Clubs, you know, yeah. all those kind of things like sports, all that kind of Restaurants, stuff Restaurants, well. bars, cafes. Tourism, everything like yeah. um that versus those of us that you know can just go off and work and even like my plumbers and like my brother like I was worrying about a bit but he's um you know he's just been working on a bathroom for someone for a little while so he's you know he's got, kind of got a medium term job to just kind of knuckle down on but in terms of house calls that's kind of gone away so it's a sort of arbitrary slice it's an obviously arbitrary slice through like what people happen to have chosen to do with their lives yeah, yeah, yeah. and Boris needs to come through and say like okay well we're gonna we're gonna sort we're gonna we've got your back for the duration of this like and it, i think it needs to be universal basic income and i think it's and but until they sort of announce something like that i like all of us are kind of like well what do i do like i want to be loyal i want to keep this thing open but like you know i don't know what's happening no one knows what's happening 
Well, the, um, I, I can speak about this from two perspectives. One mm. is as a trustee of the Brighton Natural Health Centre, which is a charity but that runs yoga, Pilates, all those in-service, uh, in-person services that you're talking about, all that to do with well-being. We have community meditation. We have all these things that are for everybody's well-being. Mm. Uh, we had to shut our doors this week, obviously. Uh, we're looking at alternatives for online classes and that sort of malarkey. But... Basically, if people cancel everything and ask for refunds on their class cards, we will not be, after 40 years nearly, the the centre will have to close. And it's a question of, you know, if you used to do one class a week for a tenner, could you still buy a gift voucher for £10 a week for now? If you are lucky enough to be working in an industry where your wages haven't been cancelled, you know, you are able to work from home, what... You know, I I completely, as anyone who knows me knows that I don't think it's the it's the individual's responsibility to fix to step in. You know, government should be solving this. That is not happening right now. How do you show the people that you the businesses you want to continue to do business with that you you want them to be there? I mean, we did we did this post for Restaurants Brighton, which was about you know if you can order online, order online. If you can't, some of them are food shops, you know, so you can go and buy cheese and bottles of wine. I mean, hmm. there's no real reason why you couldn't be sitting at home eating really well and healthily and having lovely food and you know so go buy nice things, um, but also. Really, if you can't afford to support them financially, go and write them a really nice review on Google and TripAdvisor. And if if it is a restaurant in Brighton, on Restaurants Brighton, Mm. so that because that is actually going to help them when they are allowed to open their doors again and they've got the five star reviews and and it'll make them feel better in in the meantime to get a lovely message online for posterity going I really miss you. I think your service is excellent. And I'm sorry mm. that I can't help you right now. Um, yeah. That would be a nice thing to do, uh, you know, for because it's it, it, people are losing their businesses like in a day, uh, businesses yeah. that have existed for 20 years. You know, it's not, it's not a, 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 this is, you know, quite the economic repercussions of this are dramatic. <laughs> interest rates 
is not the... I hate that the first Conservative response is, let's, let's cut interest rates a bit so that you can get into some more debt with yeah. some of my rich friends. Like, it doesn't help us. It doesn't no. help people that, that... We need we need more than that. We need... No, we, we need you to actually put money up. We need, we need the tax avoiders to grow a conscience. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. need the Zuckerbergs and the Bezoses to grow a conscience. And realise that they have been farming. It was all very well when things were stable enough for them to just sort of get away with it. But, like, you cannot, with a clear conscience now, surely, like, continue to feel okay about just having farmed out our attention, having avoided all your taxes uh, for a long time now and taken way more than your fair share for a long time. And it's left the welfare state, it's left left the rest of us in, like, unable to... protect ourselves and and you know that a lot of like the rich people are going to isolate themselves in the way that they always do but you would hope that this would i don't know like disaster capitalism maybe <laughs> disaster situation maybe some people will grow a conscience and i've been saying you know i, I did my fake tweet yesterday <laughs> thanks mark and jeff for uh announcing your universal basic in- income for everyone i think that's really going to help or you know um although i i sort of divided you know if you divide Jeff's money by six billion, seven billion. Unfortunately, it doesn't go very far. So um, that's the only flaw in my idea. There. But the, uh, the the I think what's interesting on the subject of the very rich isolating themselves. I did read a thing to say that you know there's more there was more uh, interest in um, private jets at the moment. <laughs> but but apparently, but then the bloke in, in the interview went not that much more, but a little bit more. And then mm. apparently, you know, more exclusive locations and holidays but the fact that we've got some big celebrities coming out to say they've tested a positive like tom hanks you know like these are people that could and should be quite well insulated from the you know Mm. the 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 you know the lower echelons of society population yeah so (laughs) i i i think it's it's a leveler like if you can't see it as a leveler then and I, I hope that, I, you know, one of my hopes is that this will, you know, take the pressure off Muslims, like take the pressure <laughs> off us, stop us othering like yeah, groups yeah, yeah. and realise that like we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Like I, I just, I just, I hope some some good like that will come out of this. Yeah, I, sp- I spoke to my cousin the other day who's a, you know, Croat from Herzegovina who was, who fought in the, he was of an age where he fought in the war and he was very angry about somebody who had come back, he's a truck driver, come back from Italy and then on the Saturday and then on the Sunday gone to church in the village and they, they right. the police came and arrested him and put him in quarantine. But it's mm. like, what, you know, he was livid, like what sort of an idiot does such a thing? There have also been a couple of examples here, very poor ex- behaviour from doctors. Um, right. And one in in Herzegovina, one in Croatia, but they, but he's like these people should be done for public endangerment. They should be done mm. for attempted murder. Yeah. And he goes, he he used the word terrorist. He was like, right. this is well, terrorism. If you know that you are infected or could be, and you go into a public place with vulnerable people, he goes, what's the difference between that and getting a gun and firing willy nilly, not knowing yeah, who you're yeah, going to yeah, hit? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's quite, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah.
Some of the best stuff I've seen, like in terms of information, in terms of understanding what's going on, yeah. the two best things I've seen is the um, Three Blue, One Brown YouTube video on like exponential growth and what that curve like feels like. And he does these sort of mathematical visualizations of like, here's what it starts, starts, starts and then it's gonna, the number's going to look much bigger, even though the percentage, and then here's the inflection point. So if you just want it, just to internalize the maths of, of, of exponential growth of an epidemic um, and also explains that even if it, the way it's sort of it's got a sort of fractal nature in that it's sort of the way it spreads between one group is sort of similar to the way that it spreads between groups the other thing is uh, Kurzgesagt um, YouTube channel in a nutshell Kurzgesagt <laughs> has done a good they do these good animated um, explanations of, sort of scientific subjects and they released a video yesterday that really just like kind of shows you what like kind of what the virus is looking it gives you like a visual kind of picture of what this virus looks like as it's moving around and and just shows like when you wash your hands it kind of dissolves away the proteins protecting it and it can't attach to anything anymore so you've just got to wash your hands all you got to do is wash your hands like we talked to the plumber the plumber came over yesterday and he was like oh, my wife's washing my clothes every day when i come home like and it's like i kind of want to text him now and go i think she's probably just going to wear your clothes out and end up spending too much on because it doesn't it's not really going to survive a long time on fabric and, and stuff this is a this is really about it's kind of in the liquid globules so just if you get coughed on or if you don't just don't shake people's hands and don't get coughed yeah. on and that kind of thing so i think if people had a clearer i think that's a couple of things to look at to just kind of internalize the um yeah hi this is michael from slightly in the future of recording that bit of the podcast I've had this, like, for ages, I've had this idea that, like, anything living or bacteria or, like, microbes just die really quickly on surfaces, on hard surfaces, and, like, they need sort of warm, moist places to survive. And this is something, you know, I used to, you know, be quite close friends with, like, a microbiologist, and I think I maybe, I don't know, but I had a conversation on Friday after recording the podcast where someone was saying, no, there's, um, like, these things can stay on metal or... Uh, other surfaces for like 72 hours and um so now maybe the clothes washing is right i don't know but, but i just wanted to say like maybe don't take my word for the uh, for that because it seems like there's research coming in and this thing i guess this little protein bubble it's in can actually like protect it from quite a lot so hey that's scary all right back to the uh back to the both of us together and then a, a Vox video that I saw, and I'll put all the links down in the description to this. There's this Vox video with um, the flattening the curve thing just kind of shown. Like if we, and just that whole thing that you were saying, like if, if everyone gets it really quickly, then it wears out the hospitals and everything and people start dying and it's yeah. horrible versus if you can kind of slow it down, then it doesn't ever get to that sort of crunch point. Yeah. So it's, it's just good to have those mental images when you're thinking about it because I think a lot of people are like, they've got the wrong mental image and they're doing the wrong stuff. Yeah. And I, and I think it's really, but one of the things we did, because Restaurants Brighted, we have uh, uh, an apprentice who's an employee and then we work with a couple of freelancers all the time. And we've mm. been having morning meet. We, we talk a lot. We've always worked remotely. We've never had an office. So this mm. nothing's changed uh, for us in that regard. But we... Um, 
you know, we had a more, you know, we have the morning meeting and our apprentice is 19 and she's like, it feels yeah. really weird. And I was like, yeah, it does. And it's okay. You know, like it's really okay for you to feel really weird right now and to feel yeah. like this is like a movie because, you know, everybody feels like that. And, you know, that's, that's all right. We just got to do what we can every day yeah. until it changes. Um, so I think it is really, really f***ing weird. <laughs> really, like, nobody, I was saying to Nick I'm so, and my sister, I was like, I've been waiting for that, you know, clim- climate to kill the world for years now. Yeah. It's like, no, this it's like, was not on my risk plan. It's exactly. It's so weird. It's like, in one way, I'm like, oh, why did I waste so much time worrying about Brexit? Like, <laughs> why did I waste all that energy? But like, I think as that it's given me some hope that like your comment earlier about uh, maybe it sort of helped us get into a state of preparedness. Um, I want to try and make sure we do something positive. Put a bit more value into this, you know, put a bit of value into this to help people. So working remotely, you know, I saw, um, well, we can talk about working remotely, but just to come back to your, um, I just wanted to say, like, so on Facebook, I've been doing a bit of, I, I was I was waiting in the optician. I got some glasses. I've got some new glasses. Oh, nice. Um, well, I was waiting there for ages. <laughs> Here's a little brief funny story. Um, I was sitting there for 20 minutes in Specsavers and like I hear the phone, like the phone kind of come on, on, on speakerphone and I hear, a, oh, you've got, there's a, there's a guy, uh, like Michael Forrest, he's got some, she's come down for some length for the glasses, but she hasn't even given me the frames yet. And I'd been there two hours earlier to give them the frames. And um, I was sort of sitting there going, and I texted Sharon, I'm like, I wonder how they'll spin this. And then like, t- you know, 25 minutes later, this woman sort of comes over and goes, oh, sorry, we've just done, it's going to take a little bit longer, just we've been doing some extra quality control on it. <laughs> and I went, well, I, I, I I heard him say that he hadn't got the lenses until after half past. So, you know, it's fine. Like, I'm kind of off yeah. work. But like I did it with a smile, but I was sort of like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's my point? I was going to talk about fact-checking people on Facebook. So as I was sitting in that waiting room, I was, like, on Facebook a little bit. And I noticed some people spreading some nonsense. And so I said, can you not do that, please? Because this would not make any sense if this were true. Um, and I won't name and shame, but, um, but, uh, it was, um, um, but then someone else like saying, like kind of taking issue with a comment about like, yes, we want to like, people need to start self-isolating, but we're also worried about elderly people and loneliness. He was like, what are you talking about loneliness? And I was like, well, no, actually this is like this Big is a problem deal. this this yeah, is quite yeah. closely linked with mortality this sort of like social connection yeah, 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 yeah. and and sort of linked him to it like the google search results sort of going look here's there's a lot on this um yeah. but in terms of that loneliness thing like fighting loneliness because this is something that's going to happen people are going to be on yeah. their own a lot more you're going to find yourself like without any kind of social connection i just wanted to talk about like when I was in Berlin, I was on my own i didn't really know anyone it's, it's it takes a long time to make friends i did um and like after a while, even though I did sort of work in an office with some people for a bit, I ended up sort of like working from home for, for large portions of it and sort of running out of TV to watch. And, and that's when I, I sort of started to discover this more long form sort of like stream video on demands on YouTube where someone's, just, you know, you just have a bit of background chatter for a couple of hours and they'll just talk about stuff and you'll, you'll it'll sort of be like you've got a couple of friends there. And then from there, I discovered Twitch and um 
So all these sort of like teenagers and people that are sort of like not really allowed to, they're, they're sort of stuck at home anyway. That there's this whole world of that you, you basically you have someone doing something, usually playing a game online and then you have chat so everyone's like just making jokes and talking about what they're doing asking questions talking to each other and that I found like a really nice um that's a really good way to find a little bit of background noise a bit of chat a bit of community that isn't gonna sort of get you infected with a virus and yeah. uh, make you into a sort of terrorist mass murderer um <laughs> and then and then also yeah obviously being me I wanted to start streaming so that and that's that's kind of where I that's how I got some sort of social stuff going on even though I couldn't actually do it and so I, I did this with our apprentice yesterday we did a slack audio channel and mm. basically for most of it all we could do all we could hear really was each other's keyboards yeah <laughs> but it's just like a little bit and occasionally we go it's a bit odd isn't it but that's actually quite nice you know like just yeah exactly sort of like some things I've found, like uh, like I tried because I was working, and you sort of feel when you're working remotely, there's this sense that you want to prove that you've been working and not mucking about. Uh, definitely, so and and you're sort of also doing it as well. It's quite easy to get distracted. So one thing I was doing, I did start like time lapsing my screen so that I'd have a little video to go, hey, here's all the work I did today, <laughs> and it sort of also kept me going on Facebook from going on Facebook all the time. Um, but now I'm sort of doing that by streaming my work. So, like, if you are, like, if you do want to hang out with a, a muttering developer, like, <laughs> feel like you're at work, you can you can come <laughs> onto my stream. Yeah, basically, I, I you know, I've got my stream where I'm basically at work. And, you know, if you want to tune in and hang out with me, then please do twitch.tv slash Michael Forrest. Um, related, something I learned doing the podcast with you was just the contrast between talking to you on the podcast microphone and talking to you on like my phone is really palpable it really it feels like a real conversation on a decent microphone and one thing I that's something I'd recommend for a lot of people like it's I think a little decent microphone is probably quite a good investment right now (laughs) just to be able to like feel like you're actually hearing someone because microphones in phones microphones in laptops are horrible and you get that kind of grating thing and it's sort of it's crackling and it hurts your ears whereas a podcast might I mean you can hear it like I mean I do a bit of processing on this so that it's sort of loud and, and nice and like sort of radio-y but like it makes such a huge difference being able to hear someone clearly so that's just a, a tiny little thing quality of life thing that I think is sort of quite worth doing yeah, I think and that even like comfy headphones. Yeah. You know, just feels nicer. In terms of like working from home, like and it's weird because it's something I always when I first started working on my own, like I made it a point to every day go outside to get a coffee at least. It's um I don't know how that works in this, but like you gotta You've got to leave the house. Yeah. You've got to go for a walk. Although in Italy now, if you're not allowed to, the police will stop you if you're not either going to the supermarket, pharmacy, or um, you've got like a reason to be out. They'll yeah. kind of like France, fine you. France, you're allowed one health walk a day. Right. But yeah, we did a virtual cup on Tuesday afternoon where everyone was really feeling feeling it. We just, everyone went and made themselves a cup of tea and we literally had a tea break together. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not impossible. You know, I, I also like last night we're talking, I was talking to my mom on the subject of lo- like, I think 
few, three or four weeks ago, my mother was definitely more concerned about being stuck in her flat on her own than she was about getting the virus. Mm. We, the, you know, that's been sort of slowly processed and shifted through. So she's bought plenty of knitting and la la la. But, yeah. you know, but also like I'm making a point of video calling her three or four times a day instead of just one time a day. We've, we're kind of arranging a, a glass of wine, virtual glass of wine for the whole family, you know, and my sister's mm. hosting, a, doing a virtual dinner party with some friends. So, yeah. all, you know, like it, it's not it's not the same, but it's nice. <laughs> and yeah, and, to, and in, in that case, like, honestly, like, and this this goes for video production of any sort, but like the sound is what sets it apart. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, the picture yeah. can be bad, but if the sound is bad, it just it doesn't feel right. No. So that's again, I kind of come back to that microphone tip. Yeah. One thing I did notice yesterday, which is a really fun thing, which I liked a lot. So the Royal Academy did mm. a thing yesterday, going who can give us the best picture of ham, and loads. <laughs> And loads of people drew pictures of ham. And then Lego joined in on the thread and went, never mind who can draw a ham, who can make the best ham. And I don't know what they're doing today, but it's the simplest, simplest little thing that makes people feel connected. Yeah, it's those little tiny things. It's like the... Like last week's episode, it was it was interesting listening back and going. We're, we're still trying to do the high minded stuff. I don't know what was going on last week, but as soon as we start talking about toilet paper, and my family WhatsApp group as well, as soon as we started talking about toilet paper, instant hit. Everyone was involved. It's weird that toilet paper is the thing that gets everyone talking, and it has. I think we need to probably like get da- back down to the sort of like direct, bought stupid stuff in yeah, order yeah. to be able to find that connection. <laughs> Right, Michael's TV recommend. You know, I've been thinking about this and I think I'm going to make a little web page for it, like a dynamic web page where you can filter as well. But this is this is me. I thought I'd try and like... Of course you are. Because you asked last week... Well, I'm going to use Coda. But um, last week you sort of asked me for some... And I was at a bit of a loss for TV shows. And I was like, right, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's put this together. So here's some stuff. If you have not seen it, like I, it comes with my stamp of top tier good stuff. Right. And I will try and sort of like caveat some stuff. So... Um, at the top of the list, I've got like David Simon stuff, so The Wire, but this is stuff that you've really got to sit down and pay attention to, and The Juice as well. It stars James Franco, unfortunately, who I would call the hardest working mediocre actor in Hollywood. <laughs> but it's a really, really gives you sort of an insight into the lives of, sort of prostitutes in the 70s in, in, in New York. So well, I think it goes like 60s, 70s, 80s. And this is like HBO stuff. And then like if you really sort of get into David Simon stuff, he's done a couple of other things. So Treme, uh, which is like music in New Orleans. Um, uh, Jumping off from that, like James Franco playing two different characters, I would then kind of plug that into Counterpart, which stars um, J.K. Simmons playing two different characters. And it's just, you know, he doesn't resort to different hairstyles or anything, but he is two different people. They're from, it's like, it's like there's a interdimensional Berlin Wall is basically the premise of that. So like this weird thing has happened where there's two realities have sort of branched off and it's set in Berlin and it's, you know, it's really cool. Um, We've got first sort of, um, we've got like an anthology series where um, like each season is sort of self-contained so they can have quite big name Hollywood 
stars do it because they don't have to commit to like seven seasons. You've got Fargo. Season one is just, it, it stars, um, well, it's got Billy Bob Thornton in one of the most yeah. terrifying things you've ever seen. And it's got Tim from The Office. I'm just going to say Tim from The Office playing a, a guy in, um, you know, in Fargo in Minnesota and doing just a perfect Minnesota uh, voice. But that's just, it's a crime thing. He's kind of like, you know, does something bad and this villainish guy sort of helps him cover up a murder kind of thing. And it's just, but it's got that Fargo, it's based on a true story. It's not based on a true story, but we say it's based on a true story so that you'll believe a slightly more far-fetched but more sort of realistic story in a way. Um, And then um, Noah Hawley, who wrote that, was also responsible for Legion, which is a superhero thing, but like mental health intensive superhero Marvel thing um which stylistically just goes really really extreme and i think he sort of took some confidence from twin peaks the return in how far tv can be pushed into abstract realms and sort of does that but in this sort of superhero type setting another anthology things true detective season one is another one which uh, stars woody harrelson and um Mumble, mumble, man. What's his face? Um, Matthew Ma- Matthew McConaughey. Did you call Matthew McConaughey mumble, mumble, man? Yeah, mumble, mumble, man. For films, I just thought I'd say like Marvel and superhero stuff. If you haven't seen any of them, I'll tell you the best ones. Um, on Netflix, Jessica Jones is probably one of the best things on there. Alt, very violent, um, very good. Uh, Marvel ones, Iron Man one, Iron Man three. The second and third Captain America films are brilliant. Um, Your first Avengers film is brilliant. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is brilliant. Thor Ragnarok is just the funniest. um, uh, Taika Waititi. And we'll just watch everything he's done as well. Um, Infinity War and Endgame, just, you know, these are these were cultural events for a reason. Uh, the Spider-Man ones are good as well. And then in terms of non-Marvel stuff, like Joker, good. Like, I'd recommend. And... Um, and then as for like ultra violent takes on superhero stuff, The Boys on Amazon is really good. And Super is a film starring, what's his name? Rain Wilson from The Office, Dwight from The Office as this sort of like schlubby sort of, he's trying to be a superhero, which basically involved whacking people over the head with a wrench. Um, short run stuff, Bunheads, Party Down, Firefly, if you haven't seen it. And then stuff on Netflix, Russian Dolls, really good, Kimmy... Yeah, um, yeah, Russian from, Dolls, from I've seen, Smith. and good. I thought yeah, it was brilliant. Seen that. Um, you, Season 1, really good. Not Second series, not so good. Love, I would recommend, very good. Uh, emotional TV series. Uh, then Amazon Prime, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is one of the best things I've seen. And then uh, I sort of keys into Mad Men as well, if you haven't seen that. Buffy and Angel, I can, I'm thinking of starting a podcast with my two... I'm trying to start a podcast with my brother and sister <laughs> to talk about each episode. And that's how much I love Buffy and Angel. Uh, Glow as well, if you haven't seen that. Then there's Sex, educa- the sort of sex Education, Big Mouth. Uh, there's also Brooklyn Nine-Nine is on Netflix. Bollywood stuff that I would recommend if you want to read some subtitles, but watch something pretty amazing, uh, but like a bit out of the normal kind of thing. Three Idiots we watched at the weekend weird combination of tones it's got it's a sort of um slightly madcap thing but then it's got this suicide theme in it as well so it's like it's a weird tonal kind of juxtaposition there but absolutely cried so much during that film um padman i mentioned before zero is worth a look then for longer stuff like sort of um there's drag race there's queer eye there's tidying up and then other stuff dear white people was good medical police was kind of funny in a silly way the politician was really good it's only one series so far mind hunter if you haven't seen that it's really good 
everyone's seen Stranger Things. And then, like, comedy auteur stuff, crashing. Um, I'm going to say Louis, even though he's been cancelled, but, like, if you're sort of into that kind of thing, there's Louis, there's Maron, there's uh, sort of, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm in a way as well. If you I mean, I assume everyone's seen that. Fleabag, because I was like, there's got to be a woman in all this, hasn't it? Yeah, obviously Fleabag is one of those. Master of None, again, another cancelled guy, but it's really good. Atlanta, really good. And then High Maintenance is this guy doing this thing. Uh, another one, Watchmen, if you haven't seen that, that was recent. Um, and then just anything in the death, the Armando Iannucci canon. Um, the film Death of Stalin, definitely worth a look. Uh, Avenue 5 just been on, Veep, all those kind of things. And then... I'll stop it there. <laughs> so that's that's my sort of mega list. I'll, I'll put more things on. I'll put a link into a little thing so you can filter by, do I like violence? Do I like subtitles? Do I like this? Cool. I'm looking forward to that. I've been using that, what should I watch tonight or what movie should I right. watch tonight site. But, you know. Oh, this is my top tiers and a lot of those lead into like other things as well that are sort of quite good. Cool. But. <laughs> well, if, I think Roz at one point had a, te- a telly Trello board. So, right. you know, maybe if, if uh, maybe this is your time to share your, your uh, telly, telly Trello join. boards and wish lists yeah. and uh, you know. join forces with Roz. Um, though I find, I have to say, Nick and I are spending our evenings talking at the moment. It's like, should we watch yeah. something on telly? No, I just can't. I can't. I can't. We need to like yeah. say things out loud and process and yeah. go, ah! Anyway, well, I've, got I've got a jigsaw, two minutes. couple I've of jigsaws on the go as well. So just get jigsaws. Ravensburger. Don't get uh, the Gibson ones. They're don't, not, not very good. But you can't <laughs> tell if you got it right. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to play. I'm going to play us out with a song called "Nothing Bad Can Happen," which I think will give you. It's just like just remember that nothing bad can happen. Really, really. When all's said and done, nothing truly bad can happen. There's always a different way of looking at everything. So here's a song for that sentiment.
Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow the links. We've got loads of those links. Have a look at the links. And we're going to start putting probably some some of this stuff throughout the podcast because um, we need to, uh, you know, I think we're, I'm, I'm in marketing mode at the moment. I'm starting to think about SEO. I'm starting to think about how we're going to get people to do things. But you can, yeah, okay. You can find our websites. Blah, 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 and if you like it, bye. 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 I've really got to go. This guy's going to call me. I can see you worrying. Can happen.